Welcome to the Victory of the Lamb podcast. We are a simple, straightforward Bible teaching church in Katy, Texas. If you are in the area, we'd love for you to stop by anytime. Otherwise, we hope you use this podcast to grow in your faith and be confident in sharing it with many. You can find us online at VOTL.org. We hope you enjoy this message, and God bless your week. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours in abundance today as you consider this important answer to the question, what are you swallowing? To help us in that direction, let's compare two different pictures. Compare swallowing something that has been on your smoker all day long. For eight hours, you have been taking your time adding charcoal briquettes and wood pellets. You have made sure that the fire is just hot enough, but not too hot. And now you are ready to give it a try. So you take the brisket off the grill, you wrap it in aluminum foil, you let it sit for a little while, and then you are ready for that first bite. Who wouldn't want to swallow that? The second picture is this. You've just had a good night's sleep. You wake up and you're a little hungry. You pour yourself a bowl of cereal and some milk on top. Put in your spoon, take a bite, and sour milk. You spit it out in no time flat. It's important to think about both of those pictures because we have regular opportunity to do one or the other with Jesus' words. Do you swallow what he says like juicy brisket? Or do you spit it out like sour milk? The Apache Native Americans have a word that means the same thing for both actions. Their word for believe is the same as their word for swallow. And it makes sense, doesn't it? We intend the same thing when we use the metaphor, wow, I was just joking, but he swallowed that hook, line, and sinker. What are you swallowing? When Jesus gives you some truth from the scripture, what do you take to heart? Do you swallow his words like brisket or do you spit it out like sour milk? Today in the scriptures, we will see examples of both. I think it's going to be helpful if you know what happened in the 24 hours before we meet Jesus and thousands of people all in the same place in John chapter 6 with the sermon verses. Here's what the previous 24 hours were like. The crowds came to Jesus and he healed their blind, he healed their sick, he healed their lame, he cured their demon-possessed. Then late in the day, they were hungry. Jesus fed the 5,000 from just a few loaves and fish. That night, they wanted to make him their bread king, but he went off by himself to pray as the disciples went across the lake. A big storm popped up. The disciples were afraid for their lives. 
Jesus walked on water and then calmed the storm. And as the crowds found them on the other side of the lake, a long conversation ensued. The crowds insisted with tunnel vision on this one thing. Jesus, you become our king. We will be your people. We will never betray you. We will be your biggest fans and cheerleaders. You become our king so we can have free food every single day just like you did for us yesterday. Doesn't that sound like a good deal, Jesus? We'll honor you as king and you can give us free food for life? As they kept trying to convince Jesus to do that, Jesus insisted with equal vigor on something else. He insisted that he was not there in order to give food for this earth in bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. In other words, he was saying, never mind trying to get a convenient heaven on earth. I can offer you heaven in heaven. Would they swallow what he was saying? Would they take his words to heart like juicy brisket that was the best thing they've ever had? Or would they spit it out like sour milk as though it were the worst thing they've ever had? Let's find out as we read from John chapter 6. Verse 60. On hearing it, many of his disciples said, This is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? Aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, Does this offend you? Then what if you see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? The Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of spirit and life. Yet there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe and who would betray him. He went on to say, This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled them. From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. You do not want to leave too, do you? Jesus asked the twelve. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. The crowds spit Jesus out. They said, this is a hard teaching. Hard, harsh, rough, can't swallow it. Sour. And it wasn't just that they didn't think that they could personally swallow what Jesus was saying. It's that they didn't think that anyone could ever swallow what Jesus was saying. It tasted so strongly like sour milk to them, they thought, who would ever 
Swallow this. Would Jesus compromise the truth? Would he change his message, soften it a little bit to make it easier for them to swallow? He did not. If anything, he doubled down. Verse 61, he says, Does this offend you? Well, then what if you see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? If you think this is tough to swallow, what about when I'm in heaven on my holy throne and it's judgment day and you did not swallow what I was saying, so now you are my enemy? What about that? What's that going to be like? Jesus made clear that they would not be able to spit his words out and not have consequences for it. He said, my words that you're spitting out, they, they are spirit. They are life. They bring revival. They offer refreshment. The problem here is not that my words are hard to swallow. It's that you are refusing to swallow them in your unbelief. In other words, the problem wasn't with Jesus. The problem was with the people. We have that same stubborn, sinful heart beating inside of us. Jesus commands, love your enemies. And do we swallow that? Or do we hold grudges and want to make them pay? Jesus commands, love and trust God with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. Do we swallow that? Or do we angrily blame God for the problems out there and assume we must take matters into our own hands if anything is ever going to get better with our anxiety level? Jesus says, you are sinful from birth and dead in sin. Do you swallow that? Or do you say, well, I don't know. I'm hardworking and generally nice to people and I have some money. I don't really think I'm that bad. Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. Do you swallow that? Because if you do, that certainly means some people you know will not go to heaven after they die because they do not swallow what Jesus says. Within our hearts beats the rebel that does not want to swallow what Jesus says, but instead spits it out as though it were sour milk. Making it worse is when we look out there in the world and see everyone else seems to be spitting Jesus out and nothing too bad happens. Maybe that's the way to move forward. We look around and see everyone else scrambling to make gobs and gobs of money to create a heaven on earth for themselves that's as convenient as possible. And we think maybe that's the secret to happiness. So we spit Jesus out and chase after that. We pile sin upon sin. And that is what makes us feel the need to swallow Jesus all the more. Look at verse 65. There's something interesting there. Jesus went on to say, This is why I told you 
that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled them. The only way this will change, the only way sinful people like us will not spit out God's word like sour milk is if God himself changes our hearts. If God himself makes us open so that our souls accept his truth and his forgiveness and his promises. And it is so encouraging today to see in these scriptures that even though thousands and thousands of people spit Jesus out and turn around and refused to listen any further, some had a miracle happen. Some swallowed what he said. And in spite of all this opposition, they grew closer to him than ever before. Jesus asked the twelve, you do not want to leave too, do you? And Peter answered him, Lord, where else are we going to go? Who else could offer life after death? Who else is 100% God and 100% man? Who else came all the way from heaven to earth not to boss people around? Not to create some kind of heaven on earth? but instead to offer them heaven in heaven by laying down his life. Who else can say, here's the present situation. I have prepared a home in heaven for you, and you can count on that this second. Who else could wipe away every single one of our tears? Who else is the Holy One of God with the words of eternal life? We have come to know and believe this. You are the Holy One of God. Jesus, we're swallowing what you're saying. Hook, line, and sinker. Do not look past how much of a miracle that is. Yes, Jesus had done many miracles in the previous 24 hours. All of the healings, the walking on water, the calming of the storm. But it is just as much of a miracle that these disciples swallowed what Jesus was saying. It was something only God could do that they would swallow him instead of spit him out. And what a gift that because of that miracle of God, they were stronger in their Christian faith than ever before. They knew they were swallowing Jesus they knew he would always be with them. They knew that they had the bread of life and that because of him, they would live forever. We swallow what Jesus says too. And it is always a blessing for us. Jesus says, love your enemies. We swallow him and we are ready to speak the truth in love, even when it's tough love that is needed even when forgiveness is needing to happen and they don't deserve it. We swallow Jesus and then we trust God fully through anything and everything, even more during tough circumstances than before. We swallow Jesus and we make ourselves small, admitting openly that we are sinful and wrong and, and need to change and we need his help. We swallow Jesus fully and we dedicate our life 
to heaven in heaven and no longer chase after a heaven on earth. What are you swallowing? Unhealthy stuff, the songs of the world, while you spit Jesus out? Or are you swallowing the words of God and spitting out the unhealthy songs of the world? Jesus brings us his word. Don't spit him out like sour milk. Instead, swallow him like juicy brisket. Or there might even be a third option on the table. Sometimes God's word hits our ears and we love it. We cherish it. That'd be the juicy brisket. And sometimes God's word hits our ears and it's, it's tough to hear. It means we have to give up our pet sin. It means we have to change our mind because we always thought, thought that instead of what God is saying here in the scriptures. Then swallowing God's word maybe is more like swallowing cough medicine where it doesn't really taste good at first, but you swallow it anyways because you know that it's for your long-term good. And even though it doesn't taste good at first, it still helps you tremendously. Dear Christian, have a heart that swallows everything Jesus says all of the time, more and more as your life goes on. You will be such a blessing to so many as you Fix your eyes away from the temporary problems of this earth and towards the eternal home in heaven Jesus has lived and died and risen to give you. He alone is the Holy One of God. He alone offers words of life that certainly are worth swallowing. Amen. Time is precious. Thank you so much for investing some of your time with us today. Could I ask you for one more favor? If you're enjoying this podcast, please don't forget to click subscribe and give us a rating. Just a few seconds of your time will help other people hear the simple, straightforward Bible message we offer. Thank you so much. God bless your day in Christ.